I am proud to present Ezra and Keith in Cinemush. Thank you for tuning in. They are about to smush. Are you ready? Okay, so oh, there's something that I want to get. I want to clear up. Okay, I need to clear something up. Okay, go ahead, take the floor. So I said something. I guess when this comes out, it'll have been like a few weeks over ago. a month <laughs> ago that I said You're it. You're talking about episode one. Yeah, mm. and uh, I caught some shit. Yeah, you did. You know what I'm. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I do. I said that. The Florida Project glorifies poverty. Yeah, and I, I that. and I'm clearing it up by saying I absolutely stand by that. Oh I think wow! It's a fact. Wow. Okay. Because I didn't expect, I didn't expect that that's where we were going, but go. Yeah, this isn't an apology. Wow, you're you're dying on the hill. A hundred percent. Okay, and I'm gonna be happy to. Okay. Because, basically, what I was trying to explain to you. See, we talked about thi- this for the detail. So if we talked what, in much further detail. You should explain that. And that was the loudest I've spoken in a long time. Like it was. You were a little tight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't yell. I don't raise my voice to people. I don't know. But I was I was stern. I yeah, was, you were. I was upset mm-hmm. because I just think by in the act of making a movie, whatever subject matter you choose. By putting it on screen, you're glorifying it. So everything you do after that, you can be trying to undo whatever, you know, that is. But as soon as you decide to make that movie and spend that money and do whatever you're doing, you're adding that pedestal. You're putting it up on some sort of pedestal. Like, Which, go further into that, because do you mean that whatever you put in the film, you're advocating for? It could be interpreted that way, and that's something that you have to own up to. But no, I mean, like, by putting some type of subject matter or whatever on the screen, mm-hmm. you're you're putting it on a level that it is, like, by making art about it, by putting it visually, having people recreate it, you know, designing it, creating this whole aesthetic world around it. How is that not glorifying something? So whatever you then do with the narrative and the subject matter, that is different, but you're starting at this base level of putting, let's say, poverty on this pedestal. And what effect from does that have day one. from your mind? Because like, I am still I still have a problem with the word glorify because I don't know if that's actually what you mean. You mean... Define the word glorify. What does it mean? Make look attractive and it's like something that you want. Yeah you still think that so then what's the argument there with the Florida project are you saying that that movie makes poverty look like actually a breeze because I don't think I agree it makes it look sexy and attractive 100% no (laughs) yeah no yeah um once I'll go back to what I said before which is like that that movie is only like that from the perspective of a ch- because it's the spe- perspective of a child and it's the magic kingdom and everything it has the sheen over it but it's all no garbage because no. i mean they're also going into the candy cut the abandoned candy colored houses and smashing glass and setting them on fire and and playing with chemicals and 
and that's mm. not attractive that's people find that shocking my family went and saw that movie they were so deeply just they were like so pain it was so painful they were like i'll, I'll, I'll never get over seeing that movie it that's really, weird to it me. really hurt them. that's bizarre and they that took a family friend and, and they felt the same way they're like that was one of the hardest to watch films i'm sorry to seen. your family who's probably hopefully listening shout out to they them. are we love them but that is insane <laughs> it's insane to you that you think that that's a glamorous sexy that the, the effect of that sheen is glamorous and sexy when it, it's you're such a into the you're direction. such a hypocrite because every what your thing is like your thesis of you mm -hmm. is that tell me tell me what my thing is when a movie does something it's not messaging and it's not real right like if you see violence if you see this in a movie it's not something to like it's not a life lesson that it's teaching it's not something that's going to influence the viewers but at the same time it's those scenes you're true. describing are real no it's fake mm -hmm. like the fact that your family was shocked over something that's yeah they're, fake in a movie the that way kids my, are doing most of the, my family watches weird. movies is really like there is no aspect of fantasy they can so that's a very specific example very then. a lot of people are like that though it's weird and those people don't seek out movies that often yeah because they're like i can only feel it the full brunt and there's no separation which but is that's crazy. that's kind of putting it on a pedestal too because it's enhancing this experience. So talk about so what so what's you 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 mostly talk about that to say like so you should people should realize that, that there's a responsibility of what you put on the pedestal. What is what is the act of putting something on a pedestal to you? Is it inherently negative? Is it inherently positive? Like because you get stuck on that, but then I'm like, okay, to what end? Like how does that affect? Because you're also like, I love the Florida Project. I do, but I so disagree. This with isn't how you see this it. isn't a takedown. I'm just saying, it, but that's what's weird. As soon it as sounds you, like one. As soon as you make a movie about a subject, regardless of what that subject is, you have to answer for the fact it's that you've. It's heightened for scrutiny. It's, it's lifted up above just normal reality, of course. Not for scrutiny. Well, what do you the mean? Viewer, viewer, you, you, you're. Well, it oh, holds a little bit of a yeah, magnifying yeah, yeah, glass. Yeah. You can really. But the creator isn't the one performing said scrutiny necessarily. Not you don't. I mean, that's up to whatever the person's doing. But that's. That's the hard part because I think once you put it, but you're the very then you make it, you're putting it at this pedestal. So then the creator has the responsibility of trying to scrutinize this subject matter, which is kind of what we were talking about with Red Rocket, right? Like, mm -hmm, if mm -hmm. you are making a movie about real things and it's you know sexual, it's violent, etc., how you're putting it on a pedestal. For interpretation so what are you do would, then the doing way, after that to scrutinize it as you're yes, creating the narrative i would i would say put it on a pedestal you're turning the volume up on it are which we, so are we which getting that's into what semantics like, is, that's when you place the camera on something that's just reality suddenly it's more than what it was it's right it's also in relation to the other scenes it's it's the colors it's the whatever associations the audience has with that thing you know now now it's something bigger um so that's kind of what you're talking about. Yeah. The and I just think at base level, I'm not just saying the, like the camera, the gaze of the camera, what that does to something like the spell yeah. that it puts on it, committing all these people's time, all this money, you know, creating an aesthetic piece about very, you know, real subject matter mm -hmm. at the base level. I'm you not want... talking about any, you know, narrative or authorship mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at the base level by at, by committing that act you're putting whatever you're doing on a pedestal mm -hmm. and then you're and so when that relates to some like crash which we just talked about where 
because that to me is a film that goes against most most um flippantly erotic films right it's the, it's not just like you throw in a scene there it's the, it's the my roommate was just rewatching um or maybe for the first time watching Jennifer's body and there's a there's a stupid scene in that movie that is clearly just thrown in that i think even Diablo Cody has said wasn't her choice mm-hmm. where like the two of them sleep together Amanda Seyfried and, and Jennifer yeah and it's very like what <laughs> and it feels like you know and it's weird especially because that movie is about is trying to be a, a farce and a, you know a, a satire about like high school sexuality and sexism and stuff and then there's that weird scene that feels very like titillating for no reason but yeah. then like crash is titillating for that's the entire thing the for the whole right so where when you talk about response like is that a movie that you felt with dealt with that pedestalization whatever well or not I think it's different with Crash or with a movie that is like laser focused on those topics. And also just it, the social subject matter is it's different. Like it's speaking a different language. Like if we're talking about social themes or social realities like poverty or um, yeah, things like that versus more sexuality. abstract kind of like ways of dealing with more concrete things because crash yeah. is like almost otherworldly it's just porn um, yeah it's just like but it's like very really loaded porn and i mean what does it mean to put sex on that pedestal right like what does it mean to show people having sex and emulate and set ways examples seen of sex, sex film in for right. years and years before that because remember like the you know it, right in the middle of the 90s when like that's the thing yeah. But but that but the it it means something that Crash still like really pissed creeped people out and offended people because it's yeah. not just titillation for titillation's sake it's it's much stranger. There's sex scenes that feel right. worrisome. Right. You know you're it's it's a different kind of feeling. It's not just like woo basic it's instinct. This weird. is fun and hot. Yeah. Like it's not, um it's the basic not. instinct has a lot more. It going is on actually than, it is very. I mean it is it's hot though yeah yeah no it shit is. hello that yeah. the the process i haven't felt that way watching sex worker? a movie in a long time huh you what it's been a long time since i felt like i said i was that you were genuinely i was quivering aroused. i was quivering Talk not fully aroused but i was but like quivering how can you not be when yeah. when when the sex worker but you should. We should actually. Put, you should put it, when I first said prostitute, you should put it in audio over it. That's like sex worker, like a robot, like Siri saying it. I think that'd be funny. Um, but where she's like sprawled in the back seat, just like undulating and perfectly lit. There's that's one of the like moments that. where I was like, we didn't talk about this in the last we episode, did it. but there was because he uses his hand a lot. Vaughn uses his hand a lot, yes. so I was like, maybe he doesn't have a penis. But then. Because also James Spader fucks him. He doesn't fuck fucks James him right Spader. in the ass. Yeah, yeah. But they cut away from that. We don't get to see anything. You don't. There. S- that's true. You don't ever know that he has one. Remember, they talk about is it scarred? Maybe it's not there at all. And that's when he's like, oh, oh. it's only. Do you remember like when he he's fucking her, and that's when she keeps talking, and that's when he comes. Is when she's like, I bet his penis is covered in scars, and then he's like. Oh. <laughs> That's we not really how I remember it, but yeah, okay. I've seen it. This is this was my fifth time, by the way. I confirmed that. That was my fifth viewing. You went back and asked. Did you? How many it's times all... did you watch it by yourself? Once. Okay. The first time. Interesting. And then Ben 
with Ben, with Willie, with Brooke, with you. You have sick. You have a sick mind and sick friends. I do. Yeah. I've, and I've. It feels good to find your people. You really have. Yeah. Where's your little hovel of of uh, sex repulsed ace kids? <laughs> hey, you out there? <laughs> They My number is, <laughs> and they're all they're all um, they all have neo pronouns, and they all have the little furry ears and the little um, they go to the conventions and stuff. We're you loud too. <laughs> We're loud. But <laughs> anyway, I feel like I got off topic. Well, the other when I was thinking about this pedestal and glorification, as I call it, mm-hmm. before we got into the semantics, which when I rethink that as the view of the camera, which. D- it's just, I, I can understand that, to, but the word glorification is so the way it's been used by so many people wrongly. That word is so like you bruised like you me. said. Like, I really I enjoyed the Florida Project a lot. Yeah, it hits. Yeah, I I mean, just I like movies. movies. I'm just smart. saying that's something that is part of movies. It's just part of what it is. I think there are movies that come to mind that actually make destitution romantic. For sure, but I don't see how the Florida usually, Project doesn't. How do you? How does that not fall into that? I don't. I don't. It's like I this. Get... It's this community. Willem Dafoe feels like this attractive uncle figure. The idea of living in this motel kind of seems lit. It doesn't mm. seem simply I, like only, oh that would suck. only in the. I think the strength of the film is that that is the child's view from the begin at the outset, and then it falls apart as the film goes along. That's what as as the evidence of what's really going on in her home starts to slowly bleed into the film and then it reaches the climax. Like that's the strength of that movie is, is by presenting you with that and then, and then cutting under it. Um, yes, that's the effect. Of, and that's does like, it effectively you cut can't under take, it? You depends. can't just take the effects of the first 30 minutes and say the whole film does that because like you have to take the film as a whole. I think it undoes it by the end. Absolutely. Something not. like, I'm sorry, that's too much to undo. You, have, have you, you seen, can't undo that. You can challenge it. Slightly, you can add layers of challenge. The, the you can't undo it. The ending changes the context and how you feel about. Don't the make thing. the movie you if you want to undo it. That's so. You can't not, undo that's, that. Yes, you can. The movie exists. It's done. Like yeah, so, the whole film, including the last hour of that film. Yeah. So, people usually. I don't can, remember it being that upsetting. It seemed kind of fun. <laughs> How many times getting into seen, antics with your how friends? How many times have you seen like, that? Oh, movie? we burned this down. We did that while your like, mom is prostituting herself and you're helping her take the pictures. Yeah. And then she, her friend, exposes her and she almost beats that friend half to death. That's life. And then the babe. cops come and take her away. And I bet there are people like, out there that were like, twist. "Yeah, I would love that." I wish that was my mom beating the shit. She deserved it. Absolutely like, like not. With euphoria. It's harrowing. It's like euphoria. It's really shocking when it happens. It's like really euphoria makes me want to pop pills. Don't you fucking dare start that. People, I stand by that. A hundred percent. If maybe if you're you watch Euphoria and you selectively I'm excited bla- for our Sam Levinson Well, because you talk about how you black this out things that are upsetting. So I guess if that's true, then you only remember the fun aesthetics of Euphoria. Is that what's going on? That, that show is. Like, oh, I don't remember the rest. That of show it. is purely fun aesthetics. It has no value otherwise. Yeah. Sorry. Um. And I love it, but you know what I think about. Again, it. it's another thing that I enjoy, and I, I really think enjoy it's watching. I think it's both, but it, it does it pushes it really far. Yeah, but it's it's fake. But I'm a little sick freak, and I'm like, it's all fake. So the idea that like it's really showing me something that 
but is gonna undo the because sometimes fake level fake exploded extreme aesthetics can still tell truths really loudly i i mean like do you want to hear something great okay, well, so hold on because like rue rue's rock bottom is like really really melodramatic and just about as extreme as possible but it makes you feel the same things as you would for someone who's you don't want to see go through all of that no disagree i don't know her it's not a ken loach movie but like Ugh, see now you get too pretentious i'm like Ugh. whatever it's not british kitchen sink realism it's not you know just okay. like mike early mike lee like people in the kitchen same like, shit i'm sorry know, same thing work, you if know? it was the same subject matter it would still be putting it on a pedestal and it would still be engaging with aesthetic pleasure like it's not to say to absolutely say that there's no way you can that, that you once you've put the first, the opening of the ford project that's all romantic out that you can't take that back is so fundamentally wrong to me. As soon as you turn the camera on and bring all those people together. It does something, but God damn it, you also have your brain to, to do the rest of the work. That's maybe on instinct. Sure. But, but that's a different conversation of what the audience does with it. Yes, with how seriously audiences are, are going to things. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Um, I think stupid... I mean, I've talked to idiots who've watched Euphoria and have never thought turned on their brain once while doing it and that has been weird and like what the fuck how do you, and then the people who wa- only watch things like that where it's like that's how i listen i'm to not music. looking for any kind of pro- like to think from anything that i turn on i'm actually looking to do the opposite that's okay too of course because that's for what certain it is, kinds like- of things i wish it was like <laughs> you can't watch, i wish it was like uh, chip implanted you actually can't physically watch you for that way you can only watch fast and furious that way when you said sometimes like really blown up things are still real yeah i was in this they relate to you they parallel reality i wasn't inviting you to keep speaking i was gonna say something so yeah what was that are you ready yeah sure when i was in high school Mm -hmm. i was in this argument class Uh, and one of the arguments was (laughs) debate no it was called looking for an argument if you know you know the 30 people i graduated with anyway um and a lot there was this debate that we had of you know what of like kind of media and interpreting media as historical documents in terms of like art film art so it was like what if do you think there's a scenario where children could watch Django Unchained and believe that that was a real like they could look at that and say it's a account of slavery that they would take seriously. There's and register and the answer is no. An interpretation of reality, the answer but is reality no. nonetheless. That movie works only with layers of context, not to history, but to black exploitation. I think without that, then it's nasty. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But without that, that context, the kids don't have the context. Kids don't have the context. Totally. That's why I'm saying, like, so they're you, not the audience for that movie. They should stay far away from that film. Yeah. And a lot, and most people That's in the, the class tea. said no because it's so over the, like you were saying, it's over the top, but it is something that happened. Yes. Not the events in the movie, but it's existing in a mm-hmm. time space that, you know, somewhat. Yeah. And with like, the real. real ideas. I mean, I think that. Tarantino is not right in thinking that he's he you can feel that he thinks 
that he's doing some kind of grand rewriting fantasy that's like well he's one of the people who thing. thinks he doesn't have responsibility of what he puts out into the world because um, everyone's I like think he oh, thinks you know, he does he just no 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 he no. thinks he does i think he's he just is like you know his ego is psychotic and it's um, just it's something that he trusts you believe. Never, he trusts himself so in, inherently and um, it's the idea that you I mean, that should movie trust should the audience at, to that interpret movie should be it. looked at as a explanation film and he thinks it's much more serious than that. I don't know about that. You don't, you don't think so? No, 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 no. I'm saying like he, he like you and the people you love think the audience should be smart enough to not, to, I don't have to be responsible for what I put out there. I don't even there. think he thinks about that at all. I think, I think it's just, he doesn't, I think he's it's completely not wrapped responsibility. up in himself. He doesn't think, I think he's completely wrapped up in himself. Have you watched that. an interview with him? Of course. It's not yeah, just he's, that. He's nuts. It's not simply him wrapped up in himself. He like, and, and oh, he doesn't he, think he's well, doing a service, but he has grand ideas about what he's doing, and and he doesn't think he, you know, like he doesn't think he has to answer to. No, it's creative expression above public responsibility, which usually I'm I'm on the same side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I usually fall on that side. I, I I'm selfish in the way that I'm a life. <laughs> I'm a lifelong learner. Um, no, I'm like a, um, you know, a greedy little appreciator who's who's focused on my own little intellectual expansion. That I'm like, I don't care if it's irresponsible. I want it for me. Give it to me. Give me the food. Yeah. Give it to me. That's you. For me. Shh. That's you. I'm just quiet. Like, I want to see it. I'm like, show me the uncut five hour version of *Nymphomaniac* where she gives herself an abortion. Like, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be watching. I'm gonna be seated. And I did watch all of that, and it's crazy. It's crazy. It's long too. She uses all the medical things. She like uses the poles. You see inside. You know what I'm talking about? Anyway, <laughs> you're no. I say too many mean things about you. Yeah, be nice to me. Remember, you a few podcast episodes ago. Because I love very you. Nice to each other. Me I too. love you. I love you too. I really do. Mm-hmm. And I respect you. I, I don't think you. your brain works in a normal way, but I respect you. I think that about you too. And I think that about me too. I mean, nobody's does, no. but you have a... Mine's crazy. Yeah, you're specific. Yeah. And I'm always going to fall on like, let him do it because I want to see it. I want to see it. And I'm a little more reserved to being like, baby, people are going to... Like, I, I gave up worrying about the allocation of assets in Hollywood and who gets to make what and tell what stories. Like I, there's things that should happen that I celebrate when they do, but I'm not, I'm not confident enough in people's ability to make great change that I'm just like, babe, I'm going to be happy with what I get. And I also kind of want to see the dark stuff. Cause I think there's, I get a lot of value of, of, of what people put forward, for, put forward into the world without a second thought. I think that's really crazy. Especially when you look at like, the 2000s and what was going on you know like the whole bush era torture porn as to- like you know the whole like worrying about torture in the middle east and if that was justified how that just came out into like mainstream films during that area got really really fucking gross and crazy like it got really scary you know and i'm not worried i'm not worried about like my first thought isn't the the responsibility of those filmmakers and what they did i'm like I'm just after the fact. I'm like dealing with the material and, and more what it says. I mean, what's done is done. 
exactly and I, but i kind of have that same re- reserved thought for like modern stuff too i'm like what's done is done but I'm, you also have a very i'm only hearing about it once the film is made but your way of looking at things is very unique to you and what you've seen and what you've experienced like it's not yeah but and it's changed a lot and you don't years. try to i mean you do but you don't fully try to like export your point of view onto other people except for the people no, you, you care about i just gather the people that share my obsessions when you try to sh- you try to share those and i have like a lot of me you try to share those yeah i don't have them because i'm like what do you think about this softy yeah i'm like then i inject you with battery acid and you're like oh fuck yeah millions of dollars down the drain hours and hours and months and years of time I, who cares who cares shut I, up <laughs> but it's like all that just so i could be bored what are you talking about? You've liked so many things that I've shown you. What are you talking about? What are you genuinely... What are you talking about? Why are you suddenly being so rude? Every time we hang out, I'm so bored. You're. So... That's not true. You're being mean. You're just being mean for the bit. Yeah. 100%. You said already on this podcast things that you were like... No, I... And, mean, the, and the, exactly. you could only appreciate it because it was me. I'm grateful. What do you want me to do? Not to show, mean to show to my me. appreciation. Millions of dollars down the drain. Who are you saying that about? Because I can get mad. Well, say that about Claire Denis. I'd hit you over the head. <laughs> no, that, I would never say that about Claire Denis. Thank you. Give her some some millions of dollars. Thank you. you know, I agree. For sure. Where's her Marvel film? She already made it. It's High Life. Turn this on. Yeah. <laughs> Your brain for the people. The only audio. Well, that, I'm pointing to my brain. The other reason I was thinking about this and wanted to revisit it is because. I was thinking about the the very kind of contemporary trend of glorifying the white South and the rural white. So I was thinking about with what or the white pores. I was thinking like three billboards outside of okay. Missouri, and then like I feel like it's a trend that it doesn't just. I mean, I think the Florida Project kind of falls under that. It's its own it's version. The same year as three billboards, twenty seventeen. Very different films. Very different, but like one is more interested in truth than the other. And there, and then there was that. Yeah, it was a little lost. I just think there, be, there became after like Trump was elected president, there became this kind of weird titillation with you know poor whites, like yeah, like hillbilly elegy. Yeah, that's one. That's a very specific. <laughs> Did you watch? That's different. I mean, that's did you? It's similar though. Like the did impetus you? to make that move into a movie. Yes, I did. I heard it was kind of camp. Um, I heard Glenn that Close. Amy Adams's heroin hijinks are really funny. Glenn Close, your enemy. Yeah, that's why I'm like the wig they had her in her ice spice oh, her it. ice spice wig in that movie. Not the ice spice wig before ice spice. Yeah, ice spice was in high school. Ice spice took that wig. I'm just, it's the same wig. Yeah. Someone, <laughs> someone on the internet find. No, the Mima wig the, is all frizzed out. The sisterhood of the traveling wig. That's what it is. All frizzed up. Don't say Glenn Close and Ice Spice in the same sense to make me sick. I love it. I love that you hate Glenn. Ice Spice could egot, and I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. We live in New York. There are noises. Yeah. There are noises. Sorry, sorry. This isn't Washington State. 
times I would kill myself. <laughs> you've never even, don't, you're doing this with places now? Places you've never been, you're going to start canceling? I've seen pictures. Don't, you don't want to open this up right now. You don't want to do this. You don't want to do this because you, as, as, as Leslie Manville. Speaking of poor whites. As, as, <laughs> you don't even, you have no idea. It's hilarious. Um, as Leslie Manville said in Ooh. Phantom Threat. In Phantom Thread, she says, don't even try this with me because I go right through you and end up right on the floor. And that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Except I'm Leslie Manville. No. You're the little thing. No, you're Reynolds Woodcock. You wish. And I'm Cyril Woodcock. Stop saying <laughs> it's Woodcock. the joy. The joy. Woodcock. I forgot that that's what their name was. It's amazing. That's really... It's really goofy. That's British. It's amazing. It's very British. He tore. No. That's his best movie. They make me sick. That, would, would you agree? Is that his best movie? Who's mm-hmm. best movie? The actor or the director? PTA. Yeah. Mm, no. What is that? The master. They're, they're, oh, okay. I like that answer. That's actually good. That's actually good. Thank you. I had to think about it because I think a lot of them are not very. They're very overrated. Like I think the early ones are. Boogie Nights is not. The early ones are flawed it. in a way that is like crack to me though, because you can feel the overambition and the ego and the and the crackness and so you don't you don't get. I just I like when people the are Mark Wahlberg. a little too going crazy, um, you know. But obviously his later stuff when he's like a dad is like better. You fucking, you're so like. I just rolled my eyes. Yeah, you did. Everyone could hear in the side. My eyes hurt because that's all I've been doing this entire episode. <sighs> oh my god, that's all I do. Because you just so say talk things. to me. Talk. Let's talk about. So talk to me about things that we agree on. Talk to me about things that make you happy. <laughs> that's really sweet of you. I just like you. Just you were just complaining about your eyes hurting. So let's try and Stop ease them. those babies. Yeah. Things that we agree on yeah, or things that make me boring happy. Boring to talk about. It's not as entertaining. No. But we can do that. No, it's not. Like, oh, yeah, that's really good. And then we just sit here in silence. <laughs> the knock at the cabin door. Knock at the, ca- knock at the cabin was great. We both enjoyed that a lot, didn't we? Yeah. I love that. Let's talk. Just knock at the cabin door. I also love. The knock at the cabin door. It's called knock at the cabin. Four words. Knock at the cabin. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it does. No, no. <laughs> no, no. You need more context? You need this specific surface that's being knocked on? No, I just... I hope they heard that. I just need that to not be a thing that is ever said out loud. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like you just want to be angry. And you you just find you pick something and you in everyday life i don't want to be angry at you like i love spending time together i love like because i when i hang out with you like honestly joy me too that's the reason we're friends that's family the reason we're friends is because i was like oh i want to have a good time let's get keith over here but period i also around you swallow i'm just swallowing constantly the internal eye roll so this is the chance for me to just like wow. let that. You had to, this is why you were so intense out. starting a podcast because you were like I need to speak. It's important for our friendship. It could either end it or 
seal it. It would never end it. No, it wouldn't. I'm, we're too psychosexually um, connected. When we so when my sister enthralled, we're going up way away. But so when my sister and I came to your apartment, mm-hmm. and we all got high, mm-hmm. and and you started acting. I started. Like go, a I did my crazy psychological terrorist. Yeah, I'm glad we're finally talking yeah, about. We this. need to talk about it because my sister was like, she said to me afterwards the next morning, she was like, I mean, it's. For me, it's the everyday. Yeah. But she was but like, she I was, was worried like, that you'd never... D- but of course you have. She's like, how is Keith... I've never been like that around you. A long time ago, maybe a little more. You were... I've, I, I have associations like with you being a complete troll. At school. We're getting, on drugs? There's, there's a peanut gallery in the room that's giving a nod, so I'm going to take that as, as extra evidence. Okay, okay. Um, that adds up, that adds up. Yeah. You were an you were the angry young man. Okay, so basically what happened is we were sitting in Keith's room. He was showing us all his little three D projector braggy. I mean, it was cool. It was cool, but I'm never gonna that led us. It has, led us to of. it led us to Mad Max Fury Road, which you started opening, pretending like you'd never heard of. <laughs> yeah, and committing to that. What's Mad Max? No, for an hour. Charlize Theron. She's in this? Where? Wait, is that her? Wait, what is... Mad Max Fury Road. I was like, you know, and literally like forcing me to literally be like, don't do this right now. Like, you know this. You know that this was the biggest movie. Don't do this. And Who? your sister was also like, no, like literally stop. She was like, stop. You need to stop. It was an hour. It was an hour. Yeah, you only, as you were leaving, you were like, of course I've seen it. I was like, I fucking hate you. No, first I admitted to having it, heard of it. In that hour, I got to the place where I was literally like, this isn't funny. Ezra, I'm going to fucking kick your ass. Like, I'm literally not having a good time anymore because you're doing this. Try it. Oh, my God. There's, what's, where's, there's so much rage in Try you. Try me. There's so much rage in you. We can fuck it out. I don't want to fight it out. Let's just fuck. Not your sweaty fingertips on my knee. You like that? They feel drier now, so yes, thank you. Wipe them off before you touch me. But that was a fun night, and (laughs) that goes to what you were saying that we're (laughs) the podcast. It could never end our friendship. Mm -hmm. Letting the vitriol out, letting the Mm -hmm. the nuisances, getting into it. Because there was the time when when I first was really just like going in on you over text or message, and you got. So you were just like saying the worst things in the world back to me. And I was, I was like, I'm going, going to slit your mother's throat in front of you. I'm outside your house. Don't right now. listen to this girl. With a gun. Don't. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And I know where you live. Mm-hmm. And all I will ever say is try me. And you were really like, sure. I don't care. Let's do it. Yeah. For money though. That's the thing is we, we needed to we be on the only fans. Yeah. Um, your hair in a silk stocking and we have us a knife fight. What's that from? Kill Bill. Overrated. Maybe his worst. You know, I was just having this conversation with my father, who's really engaged with all of his films. I love how you. And do you know what we said? Do you know what we said? What? We both came to the agreement. Kill Bill's probably his best. No. Because it is the most him. It's the most empty-headed, which is what you should be doing. That's why it's the best. Because then he put that aesthetic onto Django, and it's like, it, that mix of, th- of of themes and and style is really strange and often off putting. It worked for Inglorious Bastards. It though. really did. Yeah, that's his other. That's we also said that was right there with 
with Kill it's Bill. It's really good. But Kill Bill, come on. But you don't see you. You're not someone who sees value in in um, something that's maybe a little brainless. Of course I do. I'm one of those people you described earlier who I just want to watch it and not use my brain. Why do you think I watch YouTube all the time? True. Because I'm a fucking loser. But you have to be naysayer. Like, Kill Bill, like, that's homophobic to say you don't like Kill Bill. Like, that's a little homophobic. Well, we'll save that for our homophobic episode. Because if you say that to Ben, he's going to, like, crawl on the ceiling and spit vomit at you. Like the exorcist. Yeah, Ben's tall. I'm scared of Ben. Ben could take you. I'm scared of Ben. And there's violence in him. There's violence in him. I would be I would hold my own for about five minutes and then it would be the end. He'd vis- eviscerate you. Yeah. He'd be really scary. If he survived that five minutes though. Because we'd both be pretty tired. <laughs> it's so I love that you're maybe you're so intent on on directors being careful with the, showing their violent impulses because you know that you take care of your insanely psychotic violent impulses. Yes. All the hate and the standard I hold all these people to is is your the standard I've, you hold yourself to exactly, and I hold myself. And I try to. to. <laughs> we know. Oh, we know. Not as high. You and could I have don't shit your pants and during this podcast, and then told me after I'd be like, "Yeah, he shits his pants," and then just goes on with his day. Well, that's not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a little cruel. Um, now I feel gross. Um, I guess I'll and just that's okay. On Some people do that. Some people. Oh my god, it's hard. <laughs> you have to be nice to me to make up for it. What do you want me to do? That's not for me to say. I have to come up with it. It's one of those things where it has to be so nice that it's something I'm coming up with and doing it's for easy. you. Easy, simple. Suck my toes. Oh my god, that was from. <laughs> I'm actually nauseous right now. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. I took a shower today. I washed my feet. You want to see? Do you want to, like, what do you think about that? Would you? That is the most, it's, I would rather someone shit on my face. But you're like that with all feet, aren't you? Specific feet. Oh, don't be like that. I'm trying to give you an opportunity to not be mean to me. And you're still being mean to me. It's a nice shape. Okay. (laughs) With your organic socks. These were a gift. Why do you say organic? I recognize those socks. I have those socks. Okay, slay. Period. (coughs) There's always a low. No, there isn't. There's a low when you're mean to me. That actually hurt your feelings. I'm sorry. Well, and you brought me back to that other day when I was mad at you because you were messing with me. That was mean. Yeah, you seemed really mad. I was mad. I was just trying to have a good time. Because you know I also get really scared because I have destroyed friendships with mine by doing that Yes, I know. You said that. That's why Carmen was scared. Yeah. Carmen was like, you know, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Don't do this right now. Yeah. Because, yeah. Responsibility. Power and responsibility. Mm Mm-hmm. And you deserved it. Mm, I don't know about that. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you come so wholeheartedly in this like yeah. in your standum in yeah. your opinions and everything you need a little demon like me under your pillow just like trying to That's gaslight true. you you know my friend evan for a while was that he was like it's still it's not that serious don't take it all so seriously you just need to stop being such a stop and like so intense 
But like you take it further than that. You get you get sick pleasure out of it's not just for me. You're getting something out of it of being of being cruel in some way. Admit it. It's all for me. Exactly. Yeah. So don't act like I so I just do it because you need it. Like no, you just do it because you're a sick, psychotic little freak. When we were still in school. Like me. You remember I used to walk that dog? My dog? My house dog? Which dog? Ew, ew. Fuck no. I that never creature? Walked. Ew. <laughs> don't talk to me about your house or anything about that. Don't don't bring that up to me. Do you remember the I walked a dog at Wesley? A little dog? A black dog. A little black Scottish terrier. It was someone A retired professor's dog. And okay. there was one time Michael, my friend, and a few of us, we all who's a very anxious person, um, mm-hmm. we got high together. And I oh, pre- as and I I told them all that that dog had died. Oh my god! Oh my god! And they believed me. And it almost destroyed some of those friendships. I think because I also you would do like this, you do this to gain some sort of control back that you feel has been taken from you. Yes. If you want to, I, to I can't strike back out the, it. strike back out at the world that has wronged you in some way. If you want to say that, I can't. You try, I can't you say try, yes You or see no. vulnerable people, and you you cannot help but mess with them. This is like the. What I don't does. like doing it to vulnerable people. That's when I'm like, I like That's doing best. it to people who think they're they're secure and they're strong, and, and they're like, no, you're not. Like, Reality can bend at any moment. Yeah. Sick. See, and I don't have those impulses to fucking mess with people. Actually, my impulses are to be really kind and forgiving to people, which is why I'm so kind and forgiving to you're artists. A, you're a beautiful cloud floating above us. And you're like, us. well, I have horrible intentions, so I see horrible intentions in all these other people and these filmmakers. Yeah. So who's really the good person here? Exactly. That's the question. That's you. the question of this podcast. It's you. You don't do you think that, though? Absolutely. Because you pretend. Think. Like, it's all pretend. You love pretend. You love fucked up pretend. You don't want the fucked up real life. You don't want it that for anybody. I don't want it for anybody. But no, it, because it, that's why it's like it's safe in the in the intellectual artistic realm. That's where we go to deal with those things on a level that's not reality. That's what art is. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know. So I'm like, give me the, give me the. Which is why your perspective about those things is very unique to you. Yeah. Which, you, which is why I said you wouldn't push it on people who didn't want it. No. Which is like that's no. I'm matters. like you're just gonna you're just gonna hate me. Yeah. <laughs> With you or you're on the fence because so, I'm like because you express some sort of like interest and in, you're like okay. I you trust me a little bit, and I'll do anything, once, mm-hmm. at least. But you've come back for space. because I really do like when we watch things together. Because you're, you're like that's the space in which I can engage I'm with it in a your, different way. I'm on your level. Yeah. On your spectrum, not on your level. I'm on the spectrum you that you're never on. Never be on my level. No. no. If I was on your level, I'd be a terrible person. We should watch <laughs> more like we should watch like Korea Ada movies together or something and be super super sappy and Leslie vibes. You like that? No. I'm quivering again. You think we should do that? Yeah. You know, I've only seen um, it's Nicole Hoff Center. I've only seen two films. Let's go through them all. I haven't I've seen Steady Habits. I haven't seen that. Uh, oh, I've seen yeah, Land of Steady Habits. Yeah. That's I've seen that and um, amazing, pretty um, lovely and amazing. Lovely, amazing. Those are the two that I've seen. Yeah. So we'll start from the beginning. Walking and talking. Walking and talking. I haven't seen. Yeah. Friends with money. I haven't seen. Those others. I don't know. Please give. Okay. Enough said. I haven't seen enough said. And then it all when it came out, he just died, and I was like, "That's too much." 
I was I cried really during see. that movie a lot. And he's like my, I like, he's like my sexual, like, I like imprinted on him. Yeah. If you're not giving James Gandolfini, I don't really want it. That's the other thing of like, again, The Sopranos. I know, right? Pedestal. Yeah. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. But. I mean, he does get blocked. But of course, you don't even see it. Best ending in TV history. That's not true. It's great. It is. It's a great ending. The best ending in TV history is The Leftovers. Ooh. It's not really a TV show, though. It doesn't really have the same. It didn't carry itself for more than one season, really. Sorry, is, more than I admit it is different because it's like three seasons that are very different. Um, but it's a good ending. It was still working towards that ending. Six Feet Under's ending is better than that. I haven't seen that show. It's a, it's a good show. I'm like, I get it. And at the end, you see everyone's how the end of their life. You flash forward into the future. I'm sure that's transcendent. At the moment, it was, but now I'm sure. If I've watched the whole show and then watched the ending, I bet I'd be on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Because the how to how to get away with murder ending, the Parks and Rec ending, they all copied it. They all did the same thing. Oh, where they fly towards? Oh, the Parks and Rec ending. I remember that when they show them all old, irritating. Yeah. What was the other show you mentioned? I blacked it out. How to get away with murder. Yeah, because I was like annoyed. Because you hate what? Black <laughs> women. Yeah. Um, Say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> black women. Racist. <laughs> <laughs> Shut ding, up. Ding, ding, Safe word. There's no one in the room. Um, we are going to use that. Um, no, but I, I did watch the first season of that show, and then it got really stupid. I watched it for the gay sex. Let's just be real. Did that show also have like the wrestling gay sex we were talking about yesterday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very mad. It's very. Because yeah. <laughs> we walked in, <laughs> I came to your apartment yesterday, and Peter was Peter was watching Bros. <laughs> watching Bros. Which that sex scene as comedy was very funny. But I thought that that was a straight person's thing for like gay male sex was like the absolutely fighting, not. And then I love that they did the whole like bicep worship thing. I'm like, okay, Billy Eichner, you did more. Th- you were doing more than I thought you were gonna do. You were you kind of gave a little bit. It, 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 because he, it, but then 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 I hear the dialogue has, the rest of the movie and I'm like the guns in my mouth. <laughs> I'm like yeah. I can't do this. He has the capability, but like we were saying, since he got chiseled and thinks he you know when certain celebrities start to really value their voice, that kind of person stay a fat Jewish kid, stay Jonah Hill, stay on the street. Don't get skinny Jonah Hill. Don't get skinny Rebel Wilson. You're scaring me. Good examples all around. I'm like spooked. <laughs> Re- skinny Rebel Wilson. What did she say? She I was like, like don't want to be in the room. I was with the her. first. When she's looking at me. I'm like, because then they always the start scary. to put their feet in their mouths because they think their opinion matters and that they're smart and their like perspective is big. Like Rebel Wilson saying that. It's like, no, go be funny she was in the that movie. First stupid. Plus size star of a rom com. I'm like, everyone was Bitch, like, Queen Melissa Latifah. McCarthy and Queen, Queen Latifah want Queen their Latifah. motherfucking coin. That's what we Bitch. All that's so rude. She, she, was li- she was at the end of that. Jesus Christ. And I was a stan. A rebel? She, she was the. She was eating she was Bridesmaids? It, she was it for me. She's in Bridesmaids with Melissa McCarthy, and she was like, I was the first. That's psychotic behavior. That's, and she's I understand a that. smaller That's not, character. I don't think Melissa McCarthy's ever been in a rom com. Rom- oh, you! She said like, that she was the first plus she was size the first woman plus in size it. star of a rom com. Yeah, but so Queen, Latifah. Queen Latifah. Yeah, there's a catalog. Yeah, but it's not huge. Yeah, she's. What do you mean it's not huge? 
Queen Latifah's catalog isn't huge? No, no, no. no. Of being I've, in rom-coms? Because I can name them right now. Just her, though. I yeah, mean, yeah. it's just her. Oh, yeah, I, no, I'm in a catalog of oh, yeah, other yeah, yeah, okay. people. I was like, it's really just her. You? Oh, no, no, no. I would never disrespect. We love you, La. I love that you say it like you know her. La. I guess that's we know her name. Her. She's from New York? She is, right? Yes, from Queens. Queen from Queens. That's if she's huge. not from Queens after this. Well, you I'm know what? I'm Actually, done. I'm done. That's all the cash. Yeah, we I should get to wrapping up, but I also have to say that we, I've spent two or three episodes saying once and over, over and over again that Crash is from 1995 when it is absolutely from 1996. But, you know. So this is the clearing up episode. Exactly. Clearing <laughs> the air. Except I didn't make any mistakes. That was. You're so infuriating. It almost some of sometimes it kind of turns me on and other times it actually makes me want to cry. Well, what are we going to do after this then? Fuck. Or cry together. You know what we should do is put, because you know that's the ending of Eyes Wide Shut. There's something we need to do very important as soon as possible. And what's that? Fuck. Fuck. And then it goes, cuts the black and it goes, bum, bum, ba, da, bum. So we should cut the episode of, of me saying, you said, you said, what are we going to do? <laughs> and I said, fuck. We should cut it right now when I say, Fuck. Except we're going to cut in mid-sentence because we also talked about this. This is <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. It's kind of mid... It's not mid-sentence. A character isn't speaking, no. but it cuts the songs in mid in the middle of the word. It's it cuts the, the, the song in the middle of the word. television history. It's an ending that doesn't need to be an ending is my No, it is cool that favorite. none of the rest of the show pointed towards an ending like that. It is cool that they were like, let's take a motherfucking swing. That whole last season did, though. They lay it out for you. That last season is crack. Because when, when Bobby Bacala says to him, he's like, "What do you think? It? What do you think? Do you even hear it when it happens?" They're yeah, on the deck together right. in the near before the Bobby gets killed in this at the train store. A few episodes before, and Which they're talking about because like, someone had just been killed, and they're like, "Who? What do you think it, they're talking Chris, about? What they think it's like?" Chris, Chris, Moltisanti. I don't know if it was Chris. Spoiler either. alert! Yeah, a lot of yeah. Everybody dies. Yeah. 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 And just like that. The major players. Are we done? Oh, my God. It recorded the whole thing this time. And how much? 52 minutes. Oh, that's a tiny. Cinema.